start to your week. Look, I'm not going to be long. I am just going to get straight to it. If you believe in the work that we're doing at the Odyssey Project, you believe in the work that I've done in the black community over the last 30 years, uh, 15 of it here on social media for you to uh, witness and see uh, 26 books, over a thousand academic articles, 80,000 hours of research, uh, multitudinous programs, uh, wraparound services in the community, uh, workshops for black families, uh, doing one again this weekend. Look, uh, if you believe in it, support the work. If not, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. I just want to talk about this whole Carly Russell thing real quick. I gave you my input uh, when she, her status was still missing. And anybody who has followed me knows I've been championing uh, more interest and more engagement when it comes to the disproportionality at which black women go missing uh, in this country. Uh, and the, 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 the lack of attention and media coverage that's given to it, I have been uh, on this one for a while, you know, probably close to 15 years. I've been talking about the thousands upon thousands of black women who are currently missing and are currently missing Those who are um, going missing on a regular basis, we are disproportionately represented in that particular category, and I've talked about it, so you know how I feel about this. Um, I want to first, uh, I guess second, because I've already said first, uh, I want to second of all commend those who shared the picture, those who made it an issue where it would probably otherwise not be. I shared literally five to ten pictures of missing black women daily. That's on average sometimes more than that. So this isn't an arbitrary, a standalone thing. This one just kind of caught on because of the nuances of how it took place, the toddler side of the freeway on and on and on. Um, cousin or whoever on the phone hearing her scream, cops arriving, nothing but the car and some belongings there, the whole nine, sort of kind of thrusted into the media uh, spotlight and it took on a life of its own. It went viral. This isn't normally the case when it comes to black, black females. So I want to thank everybody who took a part in sharing that. But I also want to point out our proclivity to immediately look for what's wrong. We all of a sudden all become private investigators. We all of a sudden all become um, law enforcement and investigative experts, uh, psychological experts. We can, we can spot everything that's wrong when it's a black person. Now, let me be the first to say that if evidence is produced that says that this was a hoax, if evidence is produced 
outside of speculation and suspicion, if actual evidence is produced, and as far as I've been able to confirm with me checking in with law enforcement as a member of media, that isn't what they're saying right now. It doesn't mean that isn't what they're thinking. It means they're not willing to divulge anything because they're still in the middle of an investigation, uh, which is what I've been told. So then until there is evidence, we're going to treat it with any as with any other thing. It is what it is on face value. What we don't need to do is ourselves put a black stamp on something that produced the positive results in two areas. It produced positive results in the sense that this is the most uh, media coverage we've gotten on an abducted black woman that I can think of. Okay, so that was positive. Number two, we got a safe return. Now, what we don't want to do is label this ourselves as being something that it may turn out not to be and then having it blighted and having a bunch of people who don't keep up with media who the last thing they hear about it is that it was fraudulent. Never hearing the truth that ultimately comes out that it was actually a legitimate abduction. And so they go on and they stop being a part of it. They label it as this when black women go missing. That's the first thing they say anyway. Black women go missing. It's because they're runaways. It's because they're on drugs. It's because they're prostituting. Nobody's looking at human trafficking in the way they normally get forced into prostitution. Nobody's looking at organ harvesting. Nobody's looking at modern slave trade. Nobody's looking at that. But we need to be careful how we label this. Another thing is, and I'm just going to say this, probably pissing people off, but again, hey, um, it amazes me how astute we become and how astute we become in um, being able to identify uh, a fraud when it comes to one of our own. We can go, I mean, we can do that. You know, we can identify fraud when it comes to our own. They up to something. This don't find right. This don't wash. The, the facts don't add up. The math ain't math. And we got all these different things that we like to say. We like to say. And uh, my thing is while we can see all of that, we can't seem to see the way we get played by politicians consistently. Uh, year in and year out, decade in and decade out, we've been played uh, in the world of politics by our government, uh, by corporations, uh, by Big Pharma, by the FDA, uh, by the CDC. We, we constantly get played by those and we don't have a clue or we completely force ourselves to ignore what's in front of us because the truth calls for accountability. But the moment that we see a slight little variance in what we think should be the outcome of something, we jump on the opportunity to turn on the very person we were praying for. I think number one is we're talking about legitimate prayer. And I'm not talking about any one particular religion. I don't flow religion. I flow uh, God. Uh, I believe in prayer. Um, I have no problems with followers of Christ. I have a major problem with religion. 
uh, because I've seen what it can done. I believe in personal relationships with God. I believe you use the variance and the path that's best for you. I'm not going to try to uh, stand on an arrogant pedestal of my faith and demand somebody uh, do that because I've seen what that does. But what I will tell you is prayer in any form, in any way, I don't believe it's meant to be used the way it's it's been used right now. I'm going to pray for you. But when this is over, if I feel the slightest bit of tinge, I'm, I'm coming for you because you made me pray for you. And it may not, my prayer could have, and I get it, but prayer prayer is coming from the heart and it's wishing the best. And it shouldn't have been just for her. It should have been for her family. It should have been for the out, better outcome. And my thing is being a scientist, especially in the area of behavioral science, I tend to ask questions. So no matter what the outcome, my, 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 my first question is always why. Why did that happen? Why did they do that? Not that they, not that they did it, not that they shouldn't be held accountable for it, but why did they do it? Because in the answer to the why, we find a bunch of the solutions to a lot of the enigmatic issues we face on a consistent basis. Uh, we love to point fingers. We love to play victims. We love to push blame. But we don't want to approach the real need to have these discussions. Now, again, I'm not accusing her of anything until I have evidence. And at that point, I'll just simply make an assessment. I do believe that if you sit up and you do something as egregious as faking something like that, it's especially when you have such a large problem with uh, black women going missing. I think that there has to be consequences with it. We cannot play with that. We cannot uh, marginalize that. We cannot make that some little place to play. It's too serious. We're losing too many of our women, too many of our daughters for that to be a place to play around in. Um, with that being said, I think that we need to be very careful about jumping to conclusions. Uh, we're going to have enough people outside of our uh, enclave, outside of our group that are going to be looking for reasons to devalue our experiences. We don't need to give them any ammunition by which to do so. What we do need is to get to a point to where we are supporting one another and let me say this and then I'm, I'm going to actually cut it off here and make this short uh, let me say this the boyfriend has come out and said hey this is what happens he believes that she was fighting for her life his words and he's asking that the family have time to process this and that there's an ongoing investigation the mom has come out and pretty much said the same thing and people are jumping on them because they believe, because they shared the picture, because they prayed. They've got a right to the intimacy of what's going on inside of that situation. And that situation is twofold. Number one is they just got their daughter who they thought they lost and really was trying to come to grips with the possibility they may never see again back. And there is, whether it is a legitimate abduction or not, there are some serious underlying issues that come from that. And so then you must ask yourself, with these underlying issues, um, with these underlying issues, you got to ask yourself, what type of mental 
uh, environment in their, you know, or their mental health issues or their stress issues or their abuse issues, all these different things that the family needs to deal with. And they need to have the room and the space to do that. I get it. Social media has given everybody the right to feel they have a right to be into everything and that if they lend any assistance to something, that they have a right to full disclosure. Um, there are times people come to me and they ask for help. If I can give it to them, I give it to them. If they are vague in their way of asking for help, that's my um, key to understand that they are, it's a sensitive area and they don't want to share it with me, but they need help. Them not wanting to share the intimacy and the intricacy of what they're going through is not an indication that they're not going through something. It's just maybe a pride issue or maybe it's a personal issue that needs to remain personal. And you have to sometimes say, okay, I'm still going to assist. I don't need full disclosure. Everything doesn't get full disclosure just because you participate in it. And I think that we have got to get to that point of understanding that social media has made us feel like we have a right into everybody's life and that if anything happens and I participate in it, I need full disclosure. I say it all the time. Hey, man, we celebrated your relationship. Don't look like y'all together no more. Just like y'all would, you know, big up in your relationship. We need to know what happened. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. And you don't have a right to know. What people share, they share. What they don't, they don't. You, now, you have a right not to celebrate with them. You have a right not to, uh, you know, participate in the enjoyment so that if it does go bad, you don't have to try to wonder what happened. But you don't get to say, because I celebrated your relationship, I need to partake in the details of its demise. Uh, no, you don't. You don't, you don't have a right to that. Just like you don't have a right to the intricacies of what's going on there. Now, you have a right to know whether it was real or fake. You absolutely have a right to know that because we need to be aware of what's going on so that we can address that. Uh, and, you know, so I'm addressing it on either side. You know, I'm hoping that the young lady is home and safe and that she's getting whatever help she needs. And I'm hoping that this was a legitimate story. Maybe it may have been... Uh, you know, exaggerated or em embellished or whatever, but I'm hoping that there's some legitimacy to her, her abductions for the sole purpose of we don't need it not to be. But if it is, then we have to deal with it and we have to call a spade a spade and we need to call it to the forefront. But we also need to do that with understanding and with me, it's always asking the question why. So on that note, look, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Uh, I want to thank you guys for allowing me once again to stop in and share with you. Uh, once again, if you believe in the work that we do at the Odyssey Project, if you believe in the work that I've done for the past 30 plus years uh, and continue to do in the community in so many different ways, um, show some love, show some support. Uh, we'll continue to push forward. We'll continue to... Uh, do our best to be an impact in this in this uh, struggle for blacks to gain a place, uh, to gain traction, to heal uh, from multi generational trauma, to build, uh, to prepare our youth to go out into the world and compete in an environment that is inherently hostile towards them, and win. 
and it's going to take work, it's going to take commitment, it's going to take time, it's going to take patience, it's going to take a unified effort, and it's going to take support from you guys. So on that note, I'm going to get off of here. If you believe in what I'm doing, look in the description box, and there is a way that you can support the work I do. On that note, I'm out of here. Again, thank you for letting me take up your time. Have a great day.